0: Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Speer, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane Kamaski. In life, we're motivated to do things for ourselves. We're motivated to do things for others. The title of my message today is, For Christ's Sake. Let's learn to be motivated for His sake. God bless you. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to our program this morning. I want to begin by asking you a question. Have you ever done something for someone else? Have you ever done something for someone else just to help them for their sake, for the benefit of them? Have you ever said that you would do something for someone else just because of another person? Like you said, okay, because of this person, I'm going to do this thing. Men and women do great things and make great sacrifices and work enormously on behalf of their children and their loved ones. Is it not true? As a pastor, many times I have people come to me and they may say, oh, pastor, I'm traveling. My family is having a meeting. Something's happened and they need me to come and people will drop everything and go because a family member calls or a friend calls in life many times i have done things for other people that maybe i would not have otherwise done but i did it just to help a friend otherwise i never would have done it are you the same way have you done something in life to help someone else just for their sake not for your own, not because you necessarily enjoyed doing this thing or wanted to do it, but you did it to help a friend. What are you willing to do for Christ's sake? As much as we're willing in life to help friends and family, we should be that much more willing to serve Christ and to do things on His behalf. I want to give you several things this morning that we should be willing to do for Christ's sake. Four different things. Number one, we're going to begin in Romans chapter 15 and verse 30. And the Bible says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Paul is talking to the church in Rome and he's saying, listen, I beg you. The word beseech means to beg. He says, I'm begging you to do something for me. I want you to do it for my sake. And I want you to strive with me. That means I want you to work with me. I want you to partner with me in your prayers to God for me. Paul wanted the people to pray for him and with him. What do you do for the sake of others? What can you do for the sake of God? Well, you can pray. There's no greater work than you could do for Christ's sake and to help others than to pray for them and to pray that God's work would prosper we need to enter into this work of prayer for others and do it for their sake and do it for christ's sake paul said for the lord jesus christ's sake and for the love of the spirit strive together with me in your prayers when you pray for others you are praying or you are striving, or you are doing it for Christ's sake. You know, much much of our prayers, much of many people's prayers, is for what we want, what we need. Much of our prayers are for our immediate circle of loved ones. But we ought to be praying for Christ's sake. We ought to be praying that our neighbor... Would be saved. We ought to be praying that God's name would be glorified. We ought to be praying for more than just the things of this world that we want, a job, things, a house, a car, help with a test. Nothing wrong with praying for some of those things. But when we start praying for others, and we start praying for those that are laboring to get the message out that God wants out, that's when we start praying for Christ's sake. When our prayers are motivated by God's glory, that's when we start praying for Christ's sake. May our prayers not be simply for our sake, but may our prayers be for Christ's sake. Show me your prayer list and I'll show you for whose sake you are praying. When your enemies are on your prayer list, I'll tell you, you're praying for Christ's sake. But when the only thing on your prayer list is what you need and what you want, you're not praying for Christ's sake. You're just praying for self's sake. When what's on your prayer list is just your children and your family, you haven't learned to pray for Christ's sake. You ought to be praying for your preacher. You ought to be praying for the men of God. You ought to pray for this program. I covet your prayers. I asked you. Like Paul asked the church at Rome, Brethren, pray for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Pray with me and for me for this broadcast, that people would be reached for the Lord Jesus Christ, that people would be encouraged in the things of God. Pray for Christ's sake. How many times have you told a friend you would pray for them? We, may we do even better than that, but may we enter into prayer for Christ's sake and not just our own. What should we, we be willing to do for Christ's sake? Number one, pray for Christ's sake. Number two, forgive for Christ's sake. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32 and Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. The Bible says that God has forgiven us for the sake of Christ. Because of Christ, we have been forgiven. And you know, in life, people are going to wrong you. People are going to hurt you. People are going to do all manner of things evil against you. Who do you forgive? Do you only forgive those who ask for it? Do you only forgive those who can help you? And that may not be really forgiveness. We need to learn to put away. The word forgive means to put away, to do away with it. We need to to learn to put aside the hurts that others bring to us for Christ's sake. Why? Why? Because God wants us to influence those people for Him. God wants us to be a testimony of love to them. And you cannot be a testimony of love to other people if you're not willing to forgive. If you can't be tender-hearted to those that are hard-hearted, you know nothing of forgiveness. If you can't be tender-hearted to those and love those who don't know how to love, then you know nothing of love. If you can't forgive those who don't even seek forgiveness, if you're not willing to forgive those who are really not even worthy of forgiveness, then you know nothing of Calvary's love, the love of God. We need to learn to forgive for Christ's sake. We need to learn to pray for Christ's sake, and we need to learn to forgive for Christ's sake. Put things aside for the sake of Christ, that others may know Him, that others may be saved, that others may see Christ in you. Because if you do not know how to forgive, people will not see Christ in you. What else do we need to do for Christ's sake? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 3, it says, But if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. We live in a dark world. The Bible says there is a God of this world, talking about Satan, and He has managed through His deceiving tools, His deceptive ways, He has managed to blind the eyes, the mind, the heart of those to keep them from the truth of Jesus Christ. And God says if our gospel is hid, if we do not share the gospel, that we are keeping the gospel, we are hiding the gospel from those who need it, the lost. And the Bible says in verse 5, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We need to preach for Christ's sake. Your neighbor needs the gospel. Your friends need the gospel. Muslims need The gospel. Atheists need the gospel. Idol worshipers need the gospel. The charismatics need the gospel. Most charismatic preaching churches do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. They preach something that they call the gospel, but it's not the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and God did that so that sinners could be saved. The gospel is not believe and add your works to it. That's not the gospel. And that's what most charismatic churches are preaching. They worship. They pray. They do all these things, but they trust in those things for their salvation. No, salvation is in Christ. And they are lost. They claim to have the power of God, but they're lost and without Christ. The Muslims are lost without Christ. The atheists are lost. Without Christ, the idol worshiper is lost without Christ. And they need to see Christ in you. They need to hear the gospel from you. They need you to preach for Christ's sake. Boy, many people are shy about preaching. Many people are shy about going out into public and telling people about Jesus Christ. Many people are shy and timid and fearful about starting a conversation with someone else concerning the gospel, concerning how to be saved, concerning Jesus Christ. May that not be us, but may we be bold to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who need it because we are doing it for Christ's sake. Boy, many times in life I have seen people Willing to do things that they would otherwise not be willing to do because they were doing it for someone they loved. And because of the love they had for a child or a friend or a spouse, they were willing to do great things. They were willing to go above and beyond to do something to help them. May that be our testimony for Jesus Christ. May we be willing to go above and beyond for Christ's sake. May we be willing to face our fears for Christ's sake. May we be willing to address the issue of who Jesus is. He's not just a prophet, as the Muslims say. They're wrong. Jesus was God in the flesh. And they need to hear that message from us for Christ's sake sake salvation is not in obeying the commandments as the charismatic preach they're wrong and they need to hear the gospel from you that salvation is in believing on the lord jesus christ the idol worshipers need the gospel from you they need to hear from you that that piece of wood or that river or that tree or their ancestors or whatever it is they put their faith in that's a lie Salvation is in one person and it's Jesus Christ. And we need to preach for His sake. Because when our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. The gospel is that God Himself came to earth in the form of a child. He grew, He lived a sinless life. He was crucified for our sin. He was buried, In the third day he rose from the dead. And because of that sacrifice, we can be saved by faith in what he did and faith in nothing else. May we preach that for Christ's sake. May we not just listen to someone else preach it. May we not just clap when someone else preaches it. But may we, with our own mouth and our own fervor, for Christ's sake, Preach the gospel. What should we do for Christ's sake? We should, number one, pray. Not just pray for ourselves, but pray for Christ's sake. Number two, forgive for Christ's sake. Number three, preach for Christ's sake. And number four, we should be willing to suffer for Christ's sake. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 10, Paul speaking here, it says, We are fools. For Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul is saying, look, as an apostle of Jesus Christ, I've been all throughout the known world. I've suffered persecution. I've been stoned for preaching Jesus Christ. I've been hated for preaching Christ. I've given all to Christ and people look at me and they think I'm, I'm weak and I'm dishonorable. But for many of you who claim the name of Christ but you don't preach Christ they honor you they see you as a person of faith. They see me as weak. But are you really strong and I'm really weak? No. If you're not willing to suffer on Christ's behalf, if you're not willing to lift up your voice and say what others may not want to hear, knowing that they may bring persecution against you, you're not truly strong. You're weak. You're not Living a life for Christ's sake, you only take Christ in name, but not in deed. If we're not willing to suffer for Christ, then we're not going to do anything substantial for Christ. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. Have you ever worked or suffered or sacrificed for someone else's sake. You ever done something extra special for somebody you loved? We ought to live our lives that way for the Savior that we love, Jesus Christ. But let me ask you this, have you ever worked and labored and suffered and sacrificed to do something for somebody only to be disappointed by that person? I have. I give my life as a missionary. I give my life as a preacher. I've been disappointed many times by the people that I have seemingly given all to. But let me tell you this. Jesus will never disappoint you. Jesus will not let you down. You may do things for others' sake, Only for them to reject you. Only for them not to appreciate the work you have done. But what you do for Christ will last. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain... In the Lord, what you do for Christ's sake will last. What you do for Christ's sake will be rewarded. What you do for others is not always rewarded. Now, sometimes what you do for others is because you love Christ and you'll be rewarded for it. Hallelujah. But may the things we do for others ultimately be done because of Christ's sake, not just because of their sake For our sake. And if that's the truth. We'll be rewarded. For our labor. Jesus will not let us down. Our labor will not be in vain for him. It's the best investment. You can make. The Bible says in Mark 8.35. For whosoever will save his life. Shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life. For my sake. And the gospel's the same shall save it. When you are willing to lose your life, when you're willing to give your life away to serve Christ, the Bible says you're not technically losing your life, but you're redeeming it, you're saving it, because there's going to come a day when you stand before God and God's going to say, you know what? I saw what you did for me. I saw that you strove in your prayers for my sake. I saw that you forgave for my sake. I saw that you were hurt, but you were willing to forgive for my sake. I saw that you suffered for my sake. I saw that you preached for my sake. And he's saying, you didn't lose anything, but you've retained it. you redeemed it. And he will reward you according to how you served for his sake sake The Bible says in Mark 10 and verse 29, and Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life but many that are first the bible says in mark 10:31 but many that are first shall be last and the last first and the multitude mark 3:32 and the multitude set about him let me stop there and go back here to mark 10 what god is saying is that if you suffer for him and you serve him he'll reward you a hundredfold And not just in the life to come, but in this life as well. And the last shall be first. When you put yourself last for his sake, eventually he will put you first. And in Mark 3.32 it says, And the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked round about, all them which sat about him and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of God the same as my brother and my sister and my mother. Jesus was te- teaching us a lesson that if we are of God and it says here, For whosoever shall do the will of God the same as my brother and my sister and my mother. In life, oftentimes, people are only willing to serve their family, their friends, the people that can do for them or the people that do for them. Jesus said, anybody who does the will of God, they are my brother and my sister and my mother. And for Christ's sake, may we serve them on his behalf, not just those that we see as our blood relatives. But may we look beyond that. May we quit living life simply for our sake, but may we live life for Christ's sake. May we pray for His sake. May we forgive for His sake. May we suffer for His sake. May we preach for His sake. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour If you have any doubts as to whether you would die, if you would go to heaven, we'd like to help you. Contact us at one of our social media platforms. Call us on our phone or our WhatsApp. Visit us at our church in Boshane. We'd love to take the time to minister to you personally and to help you.